Well, good weekday evening. Today is Thursday, September 21st, and the time is 7 o'clock p.m., and you are tuned in to the weekly edition of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. I'm your host, Brother Alan Weir, for this period of time when we come together for prayer, intercession, supplication, and petition on behalf of those of us who are parents of unsaved, backslidden, and wayward sons and daughters. Some of us are parents and or guardians of unsaved sons and daughters who come to church with us, but they have never accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Or perhaps they used to come to church and they've been lured away. The enemy has lured them away through various temptations. in the background others have perhaps never accepted christ as their lord and savior and they commend their parents for their faith but they themselves are not ready to take the step of faith and surrender their lives to jesus christ and those of us who are parents of these parents and guardians of these unsaved, wayward and backslidden sons and daughters feel anxious sometimes and grieve at their unsaved or backslidden state. We want them to experience life abundant. We want them to return back to the Lord. We want them to have their names written in the book of life and spend eternity with Jesus Christ. You know, I've said it many times, and I'll say it again. The next event on the prophetic biblical calendar is the event known as the rapture. What is the rapture? It is when the Lord Jesus Christ will return to earth and remove all of us, whether we have died in the faith and our bodies are in the ground or are alive. Our Lord Jesus Christ will return to earth and remove all of us who are in the faith and remove us. The word of God says in the book of Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians, that the dead in Christ, those who have died in the faith, people who were born again, Bible-believing Christians who have died will rise first from the graves. And then we who are alive and remain will be caught up together in the clouds in the air to meet the Lord in the air. And our Lord Jesus Christ will remove us from this earth. What is the reason for that? Because following this event known as the rapture, God will pour out his judgments on a rebellious and unrepentant earth in a period of time known as the Great Tribulation, a time of great sorrow, great upheaval, earthquakes, pestilences, famines, high crime, higher than has ever been known before. The forces of darkness will be released unrelentingly. God's judgments, again, will be poured out 
on this unrepentant and rebellious world. And so we don't want our loved ones to be left behind for this event. We want them to be raptured right along with us. And so at this time, this period of time, known as the parents of prodigals, we take the time to mutually encourage one another, strengthen one another, provide hope and comfort to one another, that our Lord will bring our loved ones to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And during our podcast, there'll be a period of time when we will come before the throne of grace in prayer, supplication, petition, and intercession for them. We have numerous requests to bring before the Lord when the appropriate time during our podcast comes. This is a live podcast, and we welcome your participation in this program. If you're listening on the Podbean app, there is a phone icon. It should be at the be at the bottom of your screen, and you can click on that. And we will bring you live on the air so you can share your insights, share a prayer request. Maybe provide a testimony. Maybe the Lord is moving in your life in a mighty way. Something you have to say will provide comfort, strengthen, and encouragement to someone who needs it. I myself sometimes need mutual encouragement from other believers. And so we invite you to be an active participant in this live podcast. Before we proceed any further, there has been a newscast that has been broadcast all day. There has been a tragic accident here in New York. A chartered bus that was filled with students from a high school was involved in a tragic car accident. A tragic accident while driving on Interstate 84 in New York. And the bus overturned, and it's my understanding in the newscasts that at least two individuals have slipped into eternity, with many, many others being injured. It is a tragedy, and at this time, before we proceed any further, I would like you to join and touch and agree with me right now in a word of prayer on behalf of the victims and the families of those victims involved in this accident. Please touch and agree with me right now. Oh, Heavenly Father, there it's, it's difficult, Lord, to find the words to pray at this time, Lord. I pray that your Holy Spirit give me the appropriate words for this prayer. All of our hearts are grieving with the parents and family members of this tragic accident in New York. For those who have lost loved ones for the two souls that have slipped into eternity and the many others who have suffered great tragedy, who are injured and in the hospital, 
We ask that you would be their comforter and that you would cover them with your grace and mercy and you surround them in peace during this very, very burdensome and dark time. We thank you, Lord, that you alone are our refuge, our strong tower, our defender, and you are our peace. We thank you that no matter what we face, you are still on the throne and you are still in control. We ask that by your mighty power, that you would grant comfort, consolation, and strength to all family members, the parents and family members of those who have slipped into eternity and those who have been injured. We pray for physical healing, Lord. For those that have been injured, Lord, give the physicians, the doctors, the medical professionals the wisdom to treat all these victims. We pray that you just bring mental and emotional healing for the trauma that this accident has caused. We bring all these individuals before you. We lay them before you, Lord God. Bring peace, bring comfort, bring strength at this very difficult, very difficult time for all those involved. We commit them to your hands, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Please continue to pray for the family members and the victims of this tragic, tragic accident, as we will here in Parents of Prodigals. At this time, I do want to welcome numerous listeners from a variety of localities who are tuning in to this podcast, maybe tuning in live, or they'll be downloading the podcast at a later time. We welcome listeners in New York, California, Colorado, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Idaho, and Georgia. We welcome listeners in Alabama, Maryland, Tennessee, and Texas, Ohio, Utah, Wisconsin, West Virginia, New Jersey, and Montana. We welcome Listeners in Illinois, Minnesota, Louisiana, New Hampshire, Oregon, Washington State, Rhode Island, Indiana, South Carolina, and Arizona, Michigan, Iowa, New Mexico, Kentucky, Arkansas, and most recently, Mississippi. Listeners have joined us from Mississippi. Internationally, we welcome listeners in Mexico and Canada, Australia, France, Uganda, and Brazil. We have listeners in the United Kingdom, in Bosnia-Herzegovina in the philippines recently we have listeners in india new zealand and just yesterday i saw that we have listeners in germany we thank you for tuning in to the parents of prodigals podcast and again due to time differences in many of these localities and in some localities it's already tomorrow and it may not be possible or maybe people who are in the same locality are working. It may not be possible to listen to this podcast live, and so you'll be downloading this podcast at a later time. And as I've said before, that's okay. The Spirit of God, 
the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, is powerful, and there are no constraints and restraints. He can work just as mightily in a downloaded podcast as he can in a live listenership situation. We pray that the Lord bless you. If you're listening live, that the Lord will pour out his blessing during this podcast upon you. And if you are going to be listening through a download, we pray that what's said here will encourage and strengthen you. At this time, we want to begin our devotional. The title of tonight's devotional is Longing for Intimacy with God. Longing for Intimacy with God. And our text is found in Psalm 25, verse 14. Psalm 25, verse 14. And I will give you a moment to find that text in your Bibles. You know, every true Bible-believing Christian should long to have an intimate and close walk with the Lord. It can be safely assumed that some Christians do make stronger attempts than others to deepen their relationship and walk with Christ. However, mediocrity should never characterize a believer's level of intimacy with the Lord. Our unsaved sons and daughters should not see us having a half-hearted walk with God. While there are some Christians who don't seek a close relationship with Christ, Many of us do want that strong and intimate walk with God. In Christian circles, this is known as the deeper life. And that is what our text focuses on this evening. Let's read our devotional scripture together. Psalm 25, verse 14, and I will be reading from the New King James Version of God's Holy Word. Let's read. The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him, and he will show them his covenant. I'll read it again, Psalm 25, verse 14. The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him, and he will show them his covenant. May God bless the reading of his word. Charles Finney, Charles Spurgeon, D.L. Moody, A.B. Simpson, Smith Wigglesworth, Billy Graham, Fanny Crosby, George Muller, Elizabeth Elliot, Hudson Taylor, Leonard Ravenhill, John Oswald Sanders. What do all these individuals have in common? Well, aside from being well-known servants of God and writing numerous books and hymns, all these individuals have one great thing in common. And that is, they were known for their close and intimate relationship with the Lord. George Muller was said to rise up at 4 a.m. in the morning and pray for no less than two hours out of his hunger for intimacy with God. D.L. Moody was said to have such a burden for winning souls that he made a vow to never allow one day to go by without witnessing to at least one person. And one evening at approximately 10 o'clock p.m., When he had realized he had not spoken to anyone as of yet about the gospel, Moody got dressed and went to the first person he saw standing on the street and proceeded to preach the gospel to this person. When we read the biographies of these servants of the Lord, it seems that they were, for lack of a better term, super-Christians. 
who did not appear on the surface to be struggling with any of the obstacles that you and I encounter today that would hinder such a close walk with God. But a closer examination reveals that this was not the case. Spurgeon struggled with depression, and D.L. Moody was known to struggle on occasion with low self-esteem because he never got past the fifth grade. All of the individuals mentioned above were human beings with human weaknesses, but despite this, we still admire them for their deep walk with God, which serves as an example for all of us, and which our prodigal sons and daughters should be seeing in our lives. So, what was their secret? Does God have favorites, some of whom he pours out more power, or endues with more favor and grace than others? Or does God want to get closer to some believers and not others? Well, absolutely not. The same power, the same grace, and the same deep level of intimacy with the Lord that these servants of God had, and were known for, is available to us as well, and in fact, is desired by God himself. And the condition and the so-called secret is found right here in our scripture text. The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. Now let's unpack this scripture to fully understand what we're talking about and how we can apply it to our lives and how we can live it. And let me say this, that I myself have needed to make necessary changes in my own life with regards to this topic and the insights that I'm about to share with you so that I too can have an even closer and more intimate relationship with my Lord Jesus Christ. First, our text mentions the secret of the Lord. The secret of the Lord. What does this mean? Well, the word secret is the word sahad, sahad in Hebrew. It means to keep close company, fellowship, confidentiality, friendship, intimate and private conversation. In the literal sense, the word sahad means couch or divan. A divan was a large sofa used in the days of the New Testament where intimate and private gatherings would take place and personal conversations of a close nature would occur. It's a circle of intimate friends. It is indicative of an intimate and very close relationship. Information that is hidden from others and known only to a special group of individuals who share in this intimate relationship. The idea is that of a company of people separated from others who have a single purpose and who are in absolute and intimate agreement with each other. You know, Albert Barnes, the great commentary writer, in his commentary stated that only those who fear the Lord are permitted and admitted into intimacy with God and rightly so. And you know, while all born-again believers are in relationship with the Lord, as I stated earlier, there are believers who do not make the serious attempt to have a close relationship with Him. One cannot complain about not sensing a close relationship with God while living a carnal, half-hearted Christian life, not spending quality time with Christ in prayer and reading of His Word but instead spending hours watching television, engaged in hobbies, or engaging in other activities 
at the expense of the pursuit of God. Christ is not supposed to be part of our life. He's supposed to be our life. So now, who is in this so-called special group, this intimate circle of believers? Well, here it is. It is those who fear the Lord. God offers intimate and lasting friendship and will reveal himself in powerful ways to those who revere him, who are obedient to him, are submissive to him, and seek him with all their heart. What is the fear of the Lord? We hear that term many times, the fear of the Lord. Well, it does not mean walking around feeling terrified of God, although a certain amount of legitimate fear in a reverential sense is warranted. The same way a child shows a certain amount of reverent fear with regards to answering to their father when they are disobedient. The Hebrew word for fear in this text is the word yira. Yira. It means to hold God in absolute and total reverence and honor, taking him seriously, recognizing his full and complete authority over your life, and holding him in the highest level of respect, love, commitment, and devotion. The fear of the Lord involves three factors, submission to God, obedience to God, and the pursuit of God. I'll say it again. The fear of the Lord involves submission to God, obedience to God, and the pursuit of God. First, the submission to God. James chapter 4, verse 7 says, Submit yourselves to God. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6 says, Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. And Jesus is the perfect example of submission. As he stated in John chapter 6, verse 38, I did not come down to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. To truly fear the Lord means to absolutely be in total, uncompromising submission to him. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 says that we are to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. The second thing is obedience to God. Obedience to God. The fear of the Lord means total an unwavering obedience. It's the kind of obedience that Abraham displayed when God told him in Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 4, to depart from your native country, from your relatives and your father's family, and go to a land that I will show you. And then verse 4 states, So Abraham departed as the Lord instructed. Complete obedience. It's the kind of obedience that resists temptation like Joseph did when he was seduced by Pontifar's wife in Genesis chapter 6, verse 9, when he was quoted as saying in the word of God, how then can I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? John chapter 14, verse 23, Jesus said, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 33 says, walk in obedience to all that the Lord your God has commanded you. Also here again, Jesus is the ultimate example of obedience. Philippians chapter 2 verse 8 says, Jesus humbled himself in obedience unto the point of death, even the death on the cross. 3. The fear of God involves the pursuit of God. 
the pursuit of God, the fear of the Lord, ultimately loving and being committed to him, will be characterized by fervently and unrelentingly pursuing him. There are many people who will spend hours in a gym several days weekly in their pursuit of a better body. People have been known to stand in concert lines for hours, even in bitter cold or rain, in order to obtain tickets. It almost seems that the unsaved make more effort to pursue the things that they have their hearts set on than the people of God towards the Lord. 1 Chronicles chapter 22, verse 19 says, Now devote your heart and your soul to seeking the Lord your God. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 13 says, You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Psalm 119, verse 2 says, Blessed are those who keep his statutes and seek him with all their heart. All those men and women of God that I mentioned earlier pursued the Lord and sought after his face tenaciously. The second part of our text says that he will show them his covenant. The Hebrew word in our text for show is the word yada. Yada, it means to make known, to reveal himself. And it goes hand in hand in our text with the term covenant. You and I as believers are in covenant, in a binding relationship with God. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14 says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 61 says, Let your heart therefore be wholly devoted to the Lord our God, to walk in his statutes, and to keep his commandments. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 15 says, Therefore he, Jesus, is the mediator of a new covenant, so that those who are called may receive the promised new inheritance. That word yada in our text is in the future tense, meaning that one has to happen in order for the other to occur. God promises to reveal himself to us, to you and I, to bond with us, and longs to have a deep and intimate covenant relationship with us. But for this to happen, we must fear him in reverence, honor, obedience, commitment, and in our pursuit of him. And like a marriage relationship, we as the bride of Christ must forsake all others and cleave unto him. You know, I've always stated that the term inviting Christ into one's life was never agreeable to me. And why? Well, I can invite you into my home, but you will still be just a guest and you don't own the home, nor are you the authority there. I am. I can invite you into my car, but you will still be a passenger, and I will be in the driver's seat, and the car still belongs to me. But if I hand you the deed to my home, and sign my home over to you, then the home is yours, and you have the authority. If I sign the title of my vehicle over to you, then you are the owner of the vehicle, and you will be in the driver's seat. God does not want to be a guest in your home or a passenger in your car. He wants the deed to your life and the title to your life. He wants to be in the driver's seat. Brothers and sisters, the secret to an intimate and close relationship with the Lord is not in the possession of Christ, 
in our lives or the profession of Christ, but the position where Christ is in our lives. We may say we possess Christ in our lives, but does Christ possess us? And are we pursuing him? But when we place him first in every way, shape, and form, and in every area of our lives, and desire him more than anything else, that will result in the deep, refreshing, intimate communication and relationship that we long for and God wants to have with us. And we all want our prodigal sons and daughters to see how closely we are walking with God and what a satisfying walk that is. May God add a blessing to this devotional. I pray that it was a ministering help to you. At this time, we have reached the halfway mark of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. And at this juncture, we play two musical numbers, edifying, spiritually uplifting musical numbers. A member of our sole purpose evangelical church family, Jerron Wilkins Jr., very talented young man that the Lord has blessed, will be sharing one of his musical numbers right now. And in the second number, he will be joined by a dear sister, India, who is the lovely and God-fearing wife of my brother, Jamie, who assists me in this podcast. So be blessed by these two musical numbers. And at their conclusion, we shall return with the second half of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. Please stay tuned and be blessed. No, 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 no,
Gave me a second chance, and a third chance, and a fourth chance I'm forgiven again, 70 times 7, your mercy endureth You even cleaned me up when I wasn't the purest When I wanna give up, but you gave me endurance I wasn't really sure, but you gave me assurance I couldn't pay you back for what you did You gave me a chance to really start to live So I'ma live I give you praise, that's my sacrifice, it's true Everything I do is just to glorify you Whether I'm praying for my brother or I'm rapping in the booth Nothing else matters, promise, it's all about I'ma you I'ma give you glory and honor and praise Even though it's looking like bad weather in my day I'ma give you glory and honor and praise Only you are worthy of all of my praise I'ma give you all the glory, all the honor, all my praises Lift my hands up, never faking, feel his presence, he's amazing Yeah, I'ma go hard for what I believe in Been given power to get rid of spirits and the demons Bondage is broken, any chains I was holding you pop off It's true cause of his word it must happen, my God is not soft All of the glory I give it to him I work his word like I'm inside the gym all of his praises, I give them to you You're faithful to me, so I'm faithful to you All of the glory, I give it to him Work out his word like I'm inside the gym All of my praises, I give them to you Faithful to me, so I'm faithful to you I'ma give you glory and honor and praise Even though it's looking like bad weather in my day I'ma give you glory and 
we welcome you back to the second half of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. And I pray that those two musical numbers were a blessing to you. My thanks to my dear brother, Jerron Wilkins Jr. for sharing his musical gift that God has blessed him with, sharing it with us. And my dear sister, India, a woman of God, whom God has also blessed with musical talent. She has a wonderful voice and I was blessed when I first heard those two numbers, and I pray that you were blessed as well. Again, we welcome you back to the second half of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. I want to say again, this is a live program, and we welcome your on-the-air participation. If you want to chime in and share an insight, a scripture, a testimony, we would love to hear from you. And again, like I said in the beginning of the podcast, something you share, whether it's a scripture, a testimony, or an insight, may bless someone who is listening and needs to hear what you have to say. Or maybe you have a prayer request that you'd like to give to us so we bring it before the throne of grace in a few moments. If you want your request to be anonymous, we'll respect your privacy and confidentiality. We don't need to know the details. God knows all things. He knows the details. And we will respect your privacy and confidentiality. At this time, before we come before the throne of grace, I'd like to read a scripture text to you. Psalm 27, just several verses. Psalm 27, and I'll be reading from the New Living Translation of God's Holy Word. The Lord is my light and my salvation, so why should I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress, protecting me from danger, so why should I tremble? When evil people come to devour me, when my enemies and foes attack me, they will stumble and fall, though a mighty army surround me. My heart will not be afraid. Even if I am attacked, I will remain confident. The one thing I ask of the Lord, the thing I seek most, is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, delighting in the Lord's perfections. We were mentioning that earlier, the pursuit of God. The psalmist was saying that the one thing he sought the most was to live in the house of the Lord all the days of his life. Let's continue. For the Lord will conceal me there when troubles come. He will hide me in his sanctuary. He will place me out of reach on a high rock. And then I will hold my head high above my enemies who surround me. At his sanctuary I will offer sacrifices with shouts of joy, singing and praising the Lord with music. May God add a blessing to the reading of this word. Well, you know, at this time, we're going to come before the throne of grace, and we have several requests that we will be bringing before the Lord. And again, it's still not too late. If you want to have us bring a request before the Lord, key it in. Type it in, and we will see it on our screen. So let's start off right now. Our first request is for a young man that we lifted up in prayer several weeks ago. We've been praying for him every week. 
And this young man's name is Roshan. And Roshan had accepted Christ and was serving the Lord. But he reached a point through a series of events that he doesn't believe in God anymore. Part of him wants to believe and part of him does not want to believe. And Roshan became involved with several other things, different philosophies, and became involved in social media. But the parent who called in this request firmly believes that God is going to use Vashon for his glory. And so we're going to touch and agree with this parent that the spirit of deception and blindness and the spirit of addiction to be removed from him. And we're going to pray for this parent as well. Touch and agree with me for Rashan. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for a godly parent who is burdened for their child, as the other parents and guardians that we will be lifting up in prayer as well, Lord. And I pray that you give this parent strength to continue to lift Rashan up in prayer, not to give in to discouragement, not to give in to any grief or lies of the enemy, in order to get this parent to stop praying and trusting in you. And we pray for Rashan right now, Lord. The spirit of deception, the spirit of addiction. We rebuke those spirits in the name of Jesus. We reach out right now through the airways, touching and agreeing. And we lift Rashan up in prayer. We pray for his deliverance, for the things that are holding him in bondage. We pray for freedom, deliverance, liberation. And we lift Rashan up in prayer that you restore him back, Lord God. Whatever is keeping him away from recommitting his life to you, whatever lies the enemy is whispering in his ear, we rebuke those lies and we pray that your Holy Spirit be poured forth onto Rashan and that you bring him back to the faith, Lord God. Fill him with your Holy Spirit. If he has doubts, alleviate those doubts. If he has questions, Lord God, if he has fears or anxieties, soothe him, Lord God. Heal his troubled mind. But we pray, Lord God, we want his name written in the book of life. We want Roshan to be raptured. We want him to experience the peace that passes all understanding and have life abundant, as you do, Lord. And so, again, we pray for deliverance for Roshan and salvation for him as well. And we lift you up. Lord God, we praise you. We know you'll bring it to pass. We know that you will bring Rashan to the point when he will surrender his will to you and make a full commitment to follow you all the days of his life. We thank you and we praise you. We know the answer is already on its way, and we will be waiting to hear the praise report. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to lift up in prayer. A young man by the name of Curtis. And the prayer request from this mom says that Curtis is struggling with addiction and has been doing, doing so for some time. And it has progressed recently. Curtis is the father of a new baby girl who needs her father desperately. And this mom is burdened for her son Curtis and the child. And Curtis has a Christian background. And mom says that she knows that Curtis believes, but... He's been steered away from the faith, and doubt has taken over him. 
And mom says she'll continue to pray for him. Now, this was a request we received several weeks back. We received an update on Curtis. And it can be safely said that it is a praise report. Curtis, there have been some developments, positive developments in Curtis's life. It's my understanding that he had entered a treatment program. And he is getting the help that he needs. You know, the Lord works through programs and medical professionals and mental health professionals as well. Sometimes the healing and correction that needs to be done mentally and physically is instantaneous and miraculous. Other times it's a process. As God gives wisdom and skill to professionals to perform their duties, they are instruments in God's hands. And so we praise God that Curtis is getting the help that he needs. The movement of the Holy Spirit is taking place in Curtis's life. There is movement. There is progress. But there is no way the enemy is going to let this go unaddressed. There is always going to be a counterattack. But we're going to lift Curtis up in prayer right now. That the Lord continue to move in his life. And that he continue with what doing what he needs to do. Let's pray for Curtis's deliverance and salvation. Lord, we just thank you and praise you, Lord, again, for another praying mom who's burdened for her son, and her prayers have been heard, Lord God. You are moving in her son's life. You have said in your word that those who trust in you will not be ashamed, will not be disgraced. You, They won't be disappointed. You'll come through, Lord God. And sometimes it takes a while, Lord. It doesn't always happen overnight. You've got the perfect method and the perfect timing to come through. We just trust you with the process, Lord God. We commit it into your hands. And I pray, Lord God, we touch and agree for this young man, Curtis. We praise you, Lord, that he is getting the help that he needs and that there is movement and progress being made. And now, Lord, there is yet more work to be done, Lord God. Give Curtis the perseverance and the strength he needs to continue with getting his treatment. And Lord, while you're giving wisdom and skill to the professionals who'll be working with him, we pray that the power of the Holy Spirit indwell, infuse into Curtis, Lord God. He has doubts. He's not sure if he believes. His mind is distracted, Lord God. And we pray that you redirect his mind. Holy Spirit, speak to Curtis, Lord, even in the stillness of the night. Even as he's sleeping, Lord, speak to him. You know where he is right now. You know what he's thinking. You know what he's doing. Pour out your spirit onto Curtis right now, Lord. Bring him back to the fold. We rebuke the forces of darkness that are trying to enslave Curtis and keep him away. The word of God says that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That is what the enemy wants to do to Curtis, but we rebuke the forces of darkness right now. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Lord Jesus, you come that we may have life. You came that Curtis may have life and have it abundantly, and so we pray for Curtis to have life and to have it abundantly. Deliver Curtis. Deliver him from fear. Deliver him from doubts. Deliver him from anxiety. Deliver him from addiction, the stronghold of addiction. Whatever stronghold the enemy is having him in bondage to, pull down those strongholds, Lord God. 
Our weapons are mighty to the pulling down of strongholds, and we pull these strongholds down right now. We claim victory in this mom's life and in Curtis's life. We speak life to Curtis right now. Deliverance and salvation in Curtis's life. Continue to work in his life, Lord God. Bless this young man. Bless his child. Put a battalion, a brigade, an army, a corps, thousands of angels around this little girl to protect her. Bring peace and unity to the family. Pour out your spirit on them, Lord God. Oh, Shandama Korsa Labashida Labakai. Oh, Lord God, we just thank you and praise you for Curtis, for deliverance and salvation. We praise you for the answer that we know is coming. That's already here. We lay him before you in Jesus' name, and we thank you. Amen. Every week we pray for two young men, and both of them have the same name, Joshua. Both of these young men struggling, again, with addiction. This is the stronghold that the enemy has many young men and women in, in right now. Drug addiction and alcoholism. We mentioned that both these young men are involved in drugs. One of them had accepted Christ committed his life to the Lord and was walking in the faith. And the unfortunate thing is that the enemy launched a counterattack. This young man, the enemy has lured this young man back into the enemy camp. And the other Joshua as well is in the enemy's camp under the bondage of the stronghold of addiction. Both these young men, we're going to lift them both up in prayer. The same issues, the same matter, the same deliverance, and the same salvation. Touch and agree with me for both these young men named Joshua. Lord God, we just touch and agree right now. We grieve, Lord God. We feel the pain of the parents of these two young men. Lord, it pains the parent to see their child in bondage to whatever it is that's holding them in bondage, suffering, their lives being destroyed by the enemy. We pray for encouragement and strength for these parents. Lord, they may be discouraged and they may feel down at seeing the three steps backward that we're taking, Lord God, or the, the regression that has occurred. We pray for encouragement and strengthening and comfort and perseverance for these parents, Lord, that they not give up despite what's happening to continue in prayer, being watchful therein, as is always said. And we lift these two young men, both of them named Joshua, up in prayer right now. We pray for their deliverance from this demonic stronghold of drug addiction. In the same way Abraham entered the enemy camp and rescued Lot, we enter the enemy's camp right now. We rebuke the forces of darkness, Lord. This is a fight to the death, a battle. No prisoners taken. The enemy wants to see these two young men dead, both spiritually and physically. But we rebuke the forces of darkness right now in the lives of both these young men named Joshua. 
We pray, Lord, that you have mercy and pour out your spirit. Speak to their minds, Lord God, wherever they are right now, whatever they're doing. Yes, Lord, give neither of these two young men rest. Disturb their sleep. Disturb their daily walk. Whatever it takes, Lord God, whether it takes guilt or whatever it takes anything, Lord God, it's a scary thing to pray, do whatever it takes. But give both these young men, if necessary, a Damascus Road experience like Paul experienced. Give them both a Damascus Road experience so that they can have an upper room experience, Lord God. Deliver these two young men. Free them from the bondage of addiction. In whatever way, shape, or form you see it needs to be done, Lord God. We lift them up. We commit them both into your hands. And we worship and praise you. Again, for the answer that we know will come. It may come tonight. It may come tomorrow. It may come next week, next month, next year. But we know it's coming. We trust them into your hands. In Jesus' name, amen. Every week we pray for three young ladies, young ladies by the name of Gabby, Angela, and Valentina. And as we say every week, these three young ladies are facing multiple issues, perhaps maybe issues like guilt or low self-esteem or depression. Or maybe they're involved in other things, Lord other things that are distracting them from turning back to the Lord. The parents of these three young ladies are all believers, it's my understanding, and the parents are grieved for them. They don't want to see these daughters suffer. They don't want to see them, God forbid, enter a Christless eternity. We're going to lift up Gabby, Angela, and Valentina in prayer. Let the Lord deliver them and free them. That's the that's the the the, the name, the the idea, deliverance and salvation. All these young people that we're praying for need deliverance, need freedom. The bonds that need to be broken, the chains that need to be broken asunder. Let's lift up Gabby, Angela, and Valentina in prayer. Lord, you see these three young ladies. Lord, what they're doing, who they're with, what they're involved in, what they're thinking, the things that they're pursuing. Lord, the, like many young people, they may have hostility towards the gospel. They may not think it's for them. They may be involved in other philosophies, other lifestyles, other beliefs. Or maybe they have no beliefs at all, and they're just living their lives in pleasure, going about their business, believing because of good health or youth that they have all the time in the world. Lord, dispel these beliefs, Lord God. Speak to all three of their hearts. They don't have all the time in the world. Reveal yourself to these three young ladies, Lord God, in a powerful and mighty way. Again, do what needs to be done in the lives of Gabby, Angela, and Valentina. Free them. If it's doubt that they have, if it's anxiety that they have, if it's anger, bitterness, maybe they had a bad experience in the church, whatever it is, Lord God, cast it down, cast it away, cast it forth. 
We pray for the deliverance and salvation of these three young ladies. Make them the women of God that we know you can make them, Lord God. Free them. Free them, Lord. They're in the enemy's camp. The enemy has them deceived. They don't want to listen or pay attention or even consider the things of God. Your word says, the fool hath said in his heart, there is no God. We know that the word fool in your word denotes a person who gives God no thought, wants to go about their own way. Lord, we pray that this not be the case with these three young ladies. Take them away from the foolishness of not considering the things of eternity. Again, Lord God, give these three young ladies a Damascus Road experience. Do what's necessary, Lord. Do what you have to do. Bring somebody their way. It could be a friend who's a Christian, someone that they know. Maybe they'll hear something on the radio, or maybe somebody will give them a gospel tract. Let the gospel get to all three of these young ladies. Let your word enter their ears and their hearts, and let it fall on good ground. Let the message of salvation get to them, Lord. Open up the closed eyes. Open up so that it can see. Open up the closed mind so that it understands. Open the closed and hardened heart so that it receives. And most of all, opened up the mouth so that they come to the point where all three of them will confess you as Lord and Savior. We commit all three of these young ladies into your hands. Heal the damaged mind. If it's depression or guilt or low self-esteem, Holy Spirit, begin to heal and speak to all three of these young ladies. Even if they're asleep, give them a dream. Give them a vision. Do what needs to be done, Holy Spirit. But deliver them and save them, Lord. We commit Gabby, Angela, and Valentina into your hands. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Every week we pray for a dear sister in Christ. Her name is China. And China is the lovely daughter of my dear sister India and my dear brother Jamie. And China, as I've said before, at one point in time was in bondage, but the Lord delivered her and freed her. And she is now a woman of God being used mightily in ministry. And China is serving our country in the military, and it wasn't too long ago that she was visiting New York, and I had the pleasure and honor of seeing her and greeting her, and there was a glow about her. But again, as I've said before, Ground that is gained by prayer will always try to be regained by the enemy. He's not going to let this go. But neither are we. And we're going to lift up China in prayer for her continued perseverance in the faith. Touch and agree with me for China. Lord God, we thank you and praise you for delivering China, Lord God. She was once in bondage. She once was lost, but now she is found was blind, but now she sees, like the hymn says, Lord God. We praise you for that. But Lord God, the enemy is ever busy trying to discourage, trying to cause trouble. 
trying to recapture, gain ground. Lord, we pray for China that you help her to live a life worthy of the calling. That you help her to stand firm in the faith. Hold her ground against any temptation, any discouragement, any frustration. When she gets frustrated, Lord God, Holy Spirit, encourage her. When temptation comes her way, Lord Jesus, strengthen China to resist the temptation. If she has questions, Lord, answer them, Lord God. Give her a hunger. As a deer pants for water, so we thirst and hunger and pant for you, Lord God. Give China a hunger and a thirst, insatiable thirst for you, Lord Jesus, so that she seeks you tenaciously, the pursuit of God. That's what we were talking about earlier. The secret of the Lord is with those that fear him. Give China the continued fear of you, Lord God. Unwavering, uncompromising obedience, total submission, and an insatiable hunger and thirst to seek you, Lord. Pour out your blessing on her life. Continue to use her. We commit China into your hands. The blood of Jesus protecting this young lady. The great shepherd protecting her from the wolves who want to attack the sheep. Great shepherd, Lord Jesus, protect her, guide her, lead her beside the still waters, anoint her head with oil, prepare a feast before her enemies. If she trusts in you, she will never be disgraced and put to shame. Increase her faith and her trust in you. We commit China into your hands in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. At this time, we're going to lift up the adult son of a dear brother and sister. My dear brother and sister Rose and her husband Frank have an adult son named Edgar. And we had lifted up Edgar in prayer a while back, and we are going to lift him up again. And to recap, Edgar is the adult son of my dear brother Frank and sister Rose. And Edgar knows the gospel, and he knows his parents are believers. But he's not saved. He has not surrendered his life to Christ. You can't get to heaven on the salvation of your parents. We're going to lift up Edgar in prayer. Let the Lord speak to him and convict him of his sin. Even if perhaps that the Lord touched his heart to come to church. But the most important thing is not church attendance, but deliverance and salvation. Anybody can come to church. You can be a prodigal in church. But we're going to lift Edgar up in prayer. Touch and agree with me. Sister Rose, if you're listening right now, I touch and agree with you right now. Let's pray for Edgar. Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you again for two godly parents who love their son and want to see his name written in the book of life. And so we lift these parents up that you continue to encourage them. When the enemy tells them, not your son, he can't get saved. He's too tough a nut to crack. We rebuke those thoughts and that voice in the name of Jesus. All things are possible to those who believe. And I pray that you increase the faith 
of my dear brother Frank and sister Rose, Edgar's parents, so that they trust you totally, without any anxiety, without any discomfort or fear, that Edgar is in your hands. And we lift Edgar up in prayer, Lord God. We lift him up, his deliverance, and whatever holds him in bondage. A young man, Lord God, maybe he's involved in career, preoccupied in career, preoccupied in the pleasures of life, friends or, or women or whatever it is he's involved with, Lord. You see where he is and what he's doing. Put a bad taste in his mouth for whatever it is he's involved in, Lord God. Open up his eyes that these things cannot satisfy, they cannot save. The flesh counts for nothing. It is the spirit that gives life. We lift up Edgar right now in prayer that you speak to his heart. Put a burden in his heart to visit his parents and then come to church to hear the word of the God ministered to him. Let your word fall on good ground. Lord, whenever the word is preached, it falls on the ground of the heart. And sometimes the cares and the anxieties of life, the enemy steals the word. Or the pleasures of life, the enemy steals the word. But we pray that your word fall on good ground. Maybe it'll come through someone who witnesses to him. Or his own parents will speak to him. Or maybe, Holy Spirit, you'll speak to Edgar at night. Whatever way you do it, Lord Jesus, we commit Edgar into your hands. We pray for his salvation. We pray that you deliver him from anything that's holding him in bondage. It could be preoccupation, a love of the world. Take this love of the world away. Again, the flesh counts for nothing. The world can't save him. Only you can, Lord Jesus. And so we pray that you deliver Edgar and that you save him, Lord God. And again, as always, Lord, do whatever is necessary. Do whatever it takes to save Edgar. The devil is a liar. And I touch and agree with my sister Thelma. The enemy is a liar. And we trust that God will bring Edgar to the truth. And we thank you in advance, Lord God. Praise the Lord, Thelma. For your words of prayer, we touch and agree for Edgar's salvation. And of course, right now, we're going to pray for the adult son of my dear sister, who's praying with us right now. We're going to pray for a young man by the name of Johnny. And Johnny also is not saved. He knows the gospel by what I understand, but... He has never accepted Christ as his Lord and Savior. Many people know the gospel. Many people have heard the gospel. But they've never taken that step. Some people even read the Bible, thinking that the Bible can save them. But Jesus said it best. Ye search the scriptures, believing that they can give you life. But it's the word that testifies of me, is what Jesus said. Anyone can read the Bible. But it's only by trusting and surrendering your life fully to Jesus Christ that can save you. The blood of Christ can save you. If you commit your life to Jesus Christ, confess your sins, and surrender your life to the Lord. That's touch and agree for Johnny right now. At this be the case. Lord, we thank you and praise you for Johnny's mom, a praying woman, a Deborah, a Ruth. 
We thank you for her, Lord God, that you continue to make her the prayer warrior that she is, interceding on behalf of her son. And we lift Johnny up in prayer, Lord. We pray that you look upon him right now. You see where he is right now on Thursday, September 21st at 8.09 p.m. You see exactly where Johnny is, what he's doing, who he's with, what he's thinking, what's in his heart. And we pray that you deliver Johnny from the stronghold of alcoholism. Put a bad taste in his mouth when he takes a sip. Convict him of his sin. Put a burden in his mind and heart to turn away from the world, to turn away from alcohol. Bring him to church, Lord. Put it in his heart to come to a service. Speak to him at night. Speak to him through a vision. Speak to him through a dream. Speak to him through someone's witness. Speak to him through a gospel track or to a Christian song. Speak to him through his mom. But speak to him, Lord God, in the way you see fit. You know what needs to be done, Lord Jesus. We commit Johnny into your hands for his deliverance and salvation. We rebuke the forces of the enemy that are going to counterattack this prayer. There's going to be a battle in the heavenlies. As angels seek to minister to Johnny, there'll be demons who will stand in the way, and there'll be a battle in the heavenlies. They don't want to see Johnny get saved, but Lord, we plead the blood of Jesus over Johnny right now. Oh, we just lift Johnny up right now for his salvation. We commit him into your hand. We lay him before you, the foot of the cross. Deliver and save Johnny. We thank you. We worship you. We praise you. We magnify you. We exalt you. We glorify you. For the answer that we know even now is coming for this request and all of them that we presented before you, all these young people and young adults who either backslidden or unsaved, we commit them all into your hands. We commit these prodigals to you. And we pray also for the parents and guardians of these prodigals. Thank you, Lord, for the answer that we know is even now it's on its way. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we've come to the conclusion of this edition of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. However, we do have one more request which came in, which just came in. And I want to get this request out. It was brought to me from my brother, Jamie. It is a father who has bring his four children, I believe four children. He's burdened for their salvation. It's my understanding that all four of these young people have turned away from the Lord. Now two of them, is my understanding, are somewhat receptive to the gospel. And the other two, their hearts are hardened. And they want nothing to do with the things of God. 
And I praise God. I almost concluded this podcast, but the Holy Spirit brought them to my remembrance. Thank God for the Spirit of God. It brings all things to our remembrance. We cannot forget this last prayer request. This dad wants us to lift these four young adults before the throne of grace. And God knows the details of what these four young people are facing, what caused them to reach the point that they're in. God knows the details, and he knows what needs to be done. So let's lift up these four young people in prayer and supplication. Heavenly Father, you see this dad, Lord God, and the burden that he feels for his four children, these four young adults, Lord. And you see that he's burdened that their names be written in the book of life, that when the rapture takes place, that they be raptured, and that they don't enter a Christless eternity, Lord. I pray that you give this dad strength, comfort, encouragement, fortitude, help him to stand firm in the faith. Lord, it's easy to get discouraged when we see our prodigals and what they're involved in, and, and even if sometimes the situation gets worse, Lord. It's easy to want to throw in the towel or doubt you, Lord God, but I pray that this not be the case with this dad, that you strengthen him and encourage him, Lord. Help him to continue to seek you, to continue to trust in you, to continue to place his complete and unwavering confidence in you that you will bring the answer to pass for the salvation, the deliverance and salvation of his four adult children. And we lift them up right now, Lord God, these four young people. Lord, you see the condition of their hearts, somewhat receptive to completely hardened. Work in the hearts of these four young people, Lord God. We lift them up before you. We pray for them right now, Heavenly Father. We pray that you touch them, Lord. If there's bitterness, whatever caused this bitterness, maybe it's bitterness towards the church or maybe maybe bitterness or anger towards you, Lord God. Many people get angry at you, Lord. Lord, we pray that you deliver them from these hardened hearts and these negative emotions, Lord God, that the enemy is using these emotions to keep them from you. Soften the hardened heart. Break down the walls that are in the mind that don't only want to consider the gospel. They don't want to hear the gospel. They don't want to even hear anything regarding the word of God or salvation. Break those walls down. We pull down these mental strongholds. Our weapons are mighty, as I've said before, to the pulling down of strongholds, whether it's addiction or it could be a mental stronghold. We yank and we pull these mental strongholds down, uncovering the enemy, pulling down the walls. Holy Spirit, touch the hearts and minds of these four young people. Deliver them. We pray for deliverance. We claim deliverance for these four young people. And we pray that their names get written in the book of life. We don't want them to get left behind when the rapture takes place. We don't want them to enter a Christless eternity. 
And so we lift these four young people up, their salvation, that you save their souls, that you speak to them, Lord God, in whatever vehicle or method you choose, Lord. They're in your hands. You know what's best. Your method is perfect, and so is your timing. And help this dad be patient, Lord God, to continue in prayer. You know when it needs to be done. You're going to do it, Lord God. Like that song says, even when we can't see it, you're working. Help this dad to realize and to believe and trust that even though he may not be able to see it, you are working. You never stop working. And you are working even now in the lives of his four children for their deliverance and salvation. We commit them into your hands. And we know there's going to be a praise report soon that you're moving. You're going to move, Lord God. Something is going to break. There's going to be a breakthrough. We pray for breakthrough. Spiritual deliverance and spiritual breakthrough for these four young people. Deliverance and salvation. We commit them into your hands, and we thank you, and we praise you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, again, we've reached the conclusion of our podcast. We've gone over the 8 o'clock mark, but that's okay. Sometimes we go under an hour. Many times we'll go beyond an hour. But we're not putting a stopwatch on the Holy Spirit. As the Spirit leads and guides and moves, we have to be obedient. And so we will return on the air next Thursday, September 28th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And of course, as always, I want to leave you with this, that we continue to lift up these requests in prayer during the week. We do not shelled these prayer requests and then dust them off and take them out again the following Thursday. We lift these requests up in prayer during the week. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And we continue to pray for these requests during the week. And we encourage you also to continue in prayer. And so, if you're the parent of an unsaved and prodigal son and daughter, and you live in California, Colorado, North Carolina, Oklahoma and Massachusetts, Connecticut, Idaho, and Georgia. If you're the parent of an unsaved, wayward, or backslidden son and daughter, or the guardian of someone who's unsaved, who's you're in their charge, or they're in your charge, and you're from Alabama, Maryland, or Tennessee, Wisconsin, or West Virginia, or New Jersey, or Montana. If you're the parent or guardian of a backslidden and wayward son or daughter, and you're burdened for their salvation and what they're involved in, and you want their names written in the book of life, and you're from Illinois, New Hampshire, Oregon, Washington State, Indiana, South Carolina, or Arizona, whether you're from Michigan, Iowa, New Mexico, Kentucky, Arkansas, or Mississippi, if you are the parent or guardian of a young adult, male or female, or a teenager who is backslidden or who has never accepted Christ, and you are burdened for them to see them saved, and you're from Mexico, France, 
the United Kingdom, India, Germany, New Zealand, Brazil, or Uganda, wherever you are, if you are the parent or guardian of a backslidden, wayward, unsaved son or daughter, and you want them to know the joy of the Lord. You want them saved. You don't want them to enter a Christless eternity. You want them raptured. You want them to spend eternity with our Lord Jesus Christ, and you are burdened for their salvation, no matter where you are. In the next town from where I am, if you're in the next county, the next city, the next state, a bordering country, or if you're overseas, no matter where you are, if you are the parent of an unsaved, wayward, or backslidden son and daughter, watch the road. Continue in prayer, being watchful therein, and watch the road. Your son and daughter will be on it. Until next Thursday, September 28th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is Brother Alan Weir on behalf of Parents of Prodigals, continuing to pray for your prodigal sons and daughters, wishing you a good night, and God bless all of you.